What is cracking, everybody? And welcome to episode 222 of the Good Cracking Podcast. I am your host today, shockingly enough, uh, Garrick B. Eaton, a.k.a. Vermilion Beard, a.k.a. Devin's Little Cherry Blossom. Ernell tried to claim me as the whole group the other day, and I will not allow that. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. He said, uh, he, he said our own Cherry Blossom, and I was just like, no. Uh, but, I gave uh, him that nickname. Thank you very much. There, so there it shall stay. Uh, but uh, what's happening, everybody? How's everybody doing today? We're, I'm, I'm excited. We're doing another review today, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to be doing this review here with y'all because I am joined by the one who gave me my cherry blossom nickname, Devin Brevin the Dude. Hey, yo, uh, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, uh, I, I got a new job yesterday. Nice. Oh, that's right. Congrats, congrats. I am venturing into a field I know nothing about, but I got into a a very nice entry-level position, and I'm going to start my hand at doing sports marketing now, which is going to be hey. fun. See if you can trans- learn some things and bring that on over here and market it. Dude, us. that's the plan. That's the plan. A lot of it... A lot of it starts with like advertising, you know, like working with like other companies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then moving on to advertising, you know, uh, you know, teams and athletes and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, that sounds super exciting. I'm actually really stoked. I, you know, uh, it's it's more so like a surprise to myself that I even qualified somehow to get this job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Dude, who knows? You like Maybe that? you just had a really good interview. They just liked you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to starting that. It's 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 gonna be, it's gonna be grueling. It's gonna be hectic, but I think it's gonna be fun. And like, and uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a lot better. It's it's gonna have a lot less emotional weight. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely not gonna be getting invested in that same sort of way like you yeah. were at your previous job. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, dude, I'm kicking it. Uh, you know, making some plans to play some Diablo Four later. Uh, oh yeah. Just still, season. still sipping my coffee and had a had a nice big hearty bowl of uh you know frosted mini wheats this morning. You know, Ooh, good cereal, good nice. cereal, good cereal. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And well, um, it sounds like you're having a hell of a hell of a morning, my friend. Yeah. I w- uh, well, well, I guess. Oh yeah, almost. It's an after afternoon now. But yeah. uh, you want to know who it's also been afternoon for a little bit for now is uh, Good Kraken's very own DJ <laughs> How's your Saturday going, my friend? It's going good. I woke up, did the meeting thing, um, been grinding Diablo 4 because I saw you were on, Garrick. Hell and, yeah. uh, Dude, of course I was on. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I should probably get on my grind as well. Um, but yeah, doing doing good. Uh, I can't wait to eat food because I'm actually really hungry. But we, I can't wait to also get into this discussion. Um, uh, yeah, I later. think we all made the unfortunate mistake of not eating. Oh, I mean, Devin had his frosted mini wheats, but uh, I also haven't eaten yet today. I've literally had I've had a Dr Pepper and some mm-hmm. water. So I'm uh, after pod today. I'm going to get me some lunch. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm thinking. I think we're all going to do. Our, our, it sounds like we're going to get together after the podcast and do some. Uh, we're going to help help Devin reach the end game. Hell yeah! And, hell uh, yeah! Diablo four today, so that'll be fun. Hell yeah! Well, we're not talking about Diablo four this time. 
because we had other shit to do because this is the Good Cracking Podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. That's what we're doing right now. Shocker. If you're riding this wave, you can head over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive post-show content, and have access to early episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across them digital Seas. Oh yeah, Yark. Ah. It's gonna be like, damn, no Yark, not at all. I was like, come I, on. I, I was messaging Xander back. He just messaged me back. Air for you and everything, DJ. You Yark. failed me. But uh, <laughs> if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, uh, that is totally fine because uh, you can watch us record this show anytime live uh, right here at good uh, at twitch.tv forward slash good crack and What we're doing right now. Uh, and guess what? If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. And DJ, tell them. Prime Gaming. And we would love for you to give that for us so we can help uh, keep pushing out content for all you guys listening or watching at home. Uh, but you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell, big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel and searching Good Kraken with an exclamation point and leaving us a review there. <clears throat> Five stars review. only. Five stars. Yeah, five stars only. <laughs> hey, we have a uh, we got some uh, uh, DJ. Hey DJ. Hey DJ. Oh. We have some captain's orders. What is it? What are oh. they? <laughs> what yeah. is it? What are uh, they? What is it? What are they? We have um we have <laughs> an- another little bit of some weird month because uh, we are like we are really doubling down on our on our movie review content. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we are really really into those lately, uh, and we're trying to branch out to see not just those big blockbusters, but also some of those mm-hmm. smaller films that are that you guys might have some questions about whether or not you want to go see yourself. Uh, so we're continuing to adjust our schedule as those fun movies kind of come out. And guess what? We've got another one uh so no content next friday uh our normal our normal splash damage that you would see there where we'd be doing our gameplay we're not going to be doing that because we are going to be going to see the, the flash actually yes. uh, that is going to be a film uh i am both excited and nervous about that movie Dude, at the same I time have, like i have this weird anxiety about this movie like i'm I don't know. It's going to be the, it's going to be weird as fuck. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're doing next Friday mm-hmm. so that we can do a uh, spoiler free review for you guys for that next Saturday. But Hey, the shipwreck show is finally making its return next Thursday. Thank God. Uh, we haven't done a shipwreck show in three weeks. I won't be there though. <laughs> oh, I know. Cause you'll be seeing the flash. Cause we got to juggle a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. you starting yeah. your new job and I'm imagining you're working your other <clears throat> job on Friday night. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah. So check this out that Friday night. Um, I'm working an event. You know how they do emo nights and stuff? Oh, yeah. They're doing a new metal night and they're calling it Sugar. <laughs> Excellent. That That's... should be a lot of fun to work. Uh, you'll have to let me know how if the event pops off maybe it'll be something they end up doing more of in the future yeah yeah, that's kind of a little bit of what we got going on next week we apologize uh we'll get we are looking to get back to sort of a normal-ish schedule uh, after next week uh where we we are a little bit more curated with uh films and stuff coming out but Mm -hmm. we're going to be getting in to the meat and potatoes of this here conversation today Devin, why don't you tell everybody what we have coming up well brothers you best Protect your spark, because today, Autobots, roll out! 
splash, 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 splash. And today we are reviewing Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Optimus Prime and the Autobots take on their biggest challenge yet with a new threat capable of destroying entire planets emerges and they must team up with a powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth. Earth. This released June 9th yesterday and is directed by Stephen Capel Jr. Had a budget of 200 million and it has so far a box office opening of 30 million worldwide with a runtime of two hours and 16 minutes i don't know if you guys have uh just in case you guys are new around here we have started incorporating into uh, all of our content and our film reviews called the bechtel test uh the bechtel test is a measure of the representation of women in a film or other fiction that tests the acts whether a work Features at least two women who talk about eat uh, to, to who talk to each other about something other than a man for more than sixty seconds of screen time. So, does Transformers: Rise of the Beast pass the Bessel test? Yes, by this yeah. fucking much at the beginning of the movie, and then it doesn't do shit after that. Uh, there's like literally one scene. I think there's literally one scene where two women talk. And then it's just one other woman the whole movie, actually. Yeah. yeah. And unless you count Air Razor, who is a robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like one guy, the other movie. Yeah, because robots. So uh yeah, I guess it is a little surprising that this passed the Bechtel test, but it did it by just mm-hmm. just just a touch. Um, so hey, we're gonna get into some fun facts about the film. Uh fun- Michelle Yo. Oscar winner voices Air Razor, making her the second Oscar winner to voice a Transformer after Orson Welles uh, voiced Unicron in Transformers the movie 1986. Three Oscar nominees have voiced Transformers in previous films. George Co. as Wheeljack in Transformers Dark of the Moon 2011. Ken Watanabe as Drift in Transformers Age of Extinction in 2014. And Transformers The Last Night. And Angela Bassett as Shatter in Bumblebee 2018. They have had quite uh, quite the stars voice some oh, Transformers yeah. over the years. For sure. Yeah. Um, Yet and they they got it's interesting because uh, they got some really big names in this, but the cast and everything does feel a lot scaled down um, compared to like what we were used to with like the Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg Transformer movies, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so according to Stephen Capel Jr., the Porsche 1964 was specifically chosen as a tribute to Transformers, uh, directed by Michael Bay's previous film uh, director. <clears throat> excuse me. As a tribute to Transformers director Bay's, Michael Bay's previous film, Bad Boys, 1995, who ha- where the two main characters, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett, rode around in a Porsche 1964. I actually didn't notice that. I just kind of assumed that was like an older Transformer car. Um, mm. That, mm. that was just a good pick, but it was a good pick. Um the reveal that Ron Perlman would reprise his role of Optimus Primal was far from well received uh with his performance and power of the primes being seen as lackluster by many once the theater's trailer rolled out however perlman's performance was heavily praised being seen as far superior to his 2018 stint uh i would agree with that i actually really 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 liked ron perlman in this film Mm -hmm. um i think 
performance and the way and like the way they tuned his voice to sound uh, appropriate for the character was just done uh, better this time yeah. around. Um, yeah. So I'm glad he 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 heard that criticism and was just like, I see you Transformers fans. I'm going to do better. And then he did. What's <laughs> um, that? So yeah. uh, can Erdell's call it out, DJ. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> damn damn do you say he was playing diablo the show says we still are yeah that's weird i totally changed everything over oh well in interviews and news i'm gonna keep on rolling with the uh, we'll definitely change that i'll keep rolling with the facts interviews and news articles promoting the film promise the inclusion of the maximals the predacons and the Terracons, in addition to the Autobots. But shortly before the film's release, Stephen Capel Jr. revealed that in an interview, he had been forced to cut all but one of the Predacons from the movie, uh, which ended up getting cut. There are no Predacons in the movie. It is just the Terracons, Maximals, and the Autobots, mm. um, which I thought was a touch of a disappointment. But we're going to get into that uh, here in just a second. Um, mm. So I don't know. Are we where are we at with our with our other things and as far as ads and stuff and Twitch being shitty? Oh, we are can we do still it. doing that? Yeah, we can do we can run them. You guys want to run okay, them? Cool. We're gonna run them. Okay, all right, well, cool. Uh, yeah. I know we're we're moving along kind of early. Uh, our our, our episode's gonna be a little bit fast paced this morning. But hey, review our review episodes sometimes are a little bit smaller because we want to get straight uh, into the content for you guys. So hey early ad read and then we're gonna get straight into the good stuff see you in a minute this piece of good cracking content is brought to you by glide mouse pads the world is changing and the demand for pc gaming and work from home setups has never been as wild as it is right now having the best of the best in pc accessories only makes it easier to get your work done before you jump right back into the fray of the digital sea and glide knows exactly how to make that happen for you Glide Mousepads is the future industry leader in mousepads offering beautiful, smooth, waterproof products made with eco-friendly materials and non-slip rubber in a variety of sizes that are guaranteed to help you get that next win. Now, if you're like me and you spend a lot of time in your command center, whether it's streaming, editing, or designing, you need a quality mousepad that can keep up with that constant grind. You can go to GlideMousepads.com right now and use code KRAKEN for 15% off the Founders Edition mousepad in every size available. Again, that's code K-R-A-K-E-N, Kraken, for 15% off any Founders Edition mousepad today. Our next sponsor is Rogue Energy. Late nights are pretty much commonplace for us content creators, and any of us here at GK can attest that sometimes you're just too damn tired to even think about how not to be tired any longer. Lucky for us, though, Rogue has figured out how to give those late nights and even earlier mornings the supercharge that we all need. Rogue Energy is a low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula that is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Every formula Rogue Energy produces is designed with optimal levels of high-quality ingredients and no chalky textures. Being the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, Rogue Energy strives to improve the in-game performance of gamers streamers and content creators around the globe check it we have been drinking the ever-living crap out of this stuff if i'll be completely honest with you me devin garrick xander raven genesee all of us here at gk 
absolutely adore this drink. Uh, it helps us in the mornings, helps us in the evenings. Uh, you guys know how it is. We've been going on about this forever, and it is no exception now. It's still taking care of us to this day. You can head on over to RogueEnergy.com and use code GKRAKEN for 10% off your purchase of any shaker or formula tub of your choosing. That's G-K-R-A-K-E-N for 10% off any shaker or formula tub that you'd like. Now, back to the show. Back, everybody! And now, we're going to be getting into the actual little, uh, the actual, the stuff. We're going to be getting into it. We're diving into it. And, uh, yeah. DJ, why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off this time? What are your top uh, little thoughts on Transformers Rise of the Beast? Yeah, man. Uh, coming into this, of course, um, I've only seen the Shia LaBeouf Transformers movies. Uh, I, 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 not I even the I Mark, vague, not even the Mark Wahlberg ones. I vaguely remember the first one oh, okay. with Mark Wahlberg. I okay. vaguely remember well, you've, watching you've that seen one. the first three with Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and so. Uh, I didn't do any rewatching to before this film. Uh, I kind of had low expectations uh, coming into this. I didn't think it was going to be good. Uh, I, because I, me personally, I don't know the the Transformers lore. Um, it was kind of hard to wrap my head around. Like, oh, they're they're animals too. Uh, so like, I I, <laughs> I was like, this is weird, but I'm gonna go with it. Um, and I got I did um, because I, I I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Um, I actually had fun. Um, I think, I think me watching it in the lens of if this is like a reset, like a reboot of the franchise and I'm, we're starting at square one again, then, um, I'm like this, this works for me. Um, I had some fun. There's a great action sequences. Um, the music in this is great. It's set in the nineties. Um, and it has some of my favorite, uh, favorite tracks, uh, uh, hip hop tracks of the time, uh, like opening up with Wu Tang and, and all that stuff. Um, a lot of people complain about the, the human element in the story. And, uh, uh, if you don't like the human element in Transformers, well, you're, you're not going to like the first act of this film because it's just mainly focused on that. They do have an opening scene. Where it's focused on the uh, the the Maximals um, and how they got to Earth, um, and like setting up that uh, the big bad of uh, this film, and and then it just goes straight into 1994, um, and we're and uh, following Bumblebee. This is a uh, this is is following a, a new human character. Uh, Noah Diaz and his his uh, his family and his struggle to 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 help his sick brother and his mother stay uh, afloat, um, and also focus on another human uh, character named Elena, who is a intern for a museum uh, that's on um, on the fucking island where the Statue of Liberty is, um, and. She's getting overlooked and stuff like that, and and they they found like a, a an old artifact that has uh, maximal logos on it symbols, um, 
and yeah, and then uh, 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 those worlds collide in in a very cool way. I think um, Noah Diaz meets Mirage, and we get to see Mirage voiced by uh, um, P. Davidson. Um, and uh, it, it, he's he does a great job. He does a great job. And uh, that that opening scene, the car chase, uh, it kind of reminded me. I'm like, man, this is what Fast Furious should be. <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, you know they're drifting going around and um, and the, the rest of the Autobots that are also on Earth and their motivations for being on Earth at this time uh, we get to see kind of Optimus Prime in a different light um, less trusting of humans kind of more um, more strict or more uh, kind of aggressive towards humans um and be more of the the kind of like general that that he's like kind of made to be um and you know he he has his whole his whole story arc and all that uh we see bumblebee again return uh since you know this is kind of a a sequel to uh bumblebee um and we also see i, I forgot the other the other one's name that mirage uh, what's, uh, what's rc with- RC, RC Mar- yeah. Mirage. Yeah, I, I know about Mirage. I was, I was talking about RC, the bike. Um, oh, yeah. RC. RC's in there. Um, and, you know, Mirage is there, and, and they, they kind of make this ragtag team, and then they, they're fighting uh, this fucking guy called Scourge, voiced by Peter Dinklage, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, which is insane. Uh, he does an incredible job. Yeah, the, the voice acting... Uh, the the bots the maximals and the autobots and the uh uh what, what is it predacons right so it's so the predacons are terracons, normally terracons. this one but they use the terracons in this one oh the yeah. terracons okay yeah the terracons everyone did a great job um it, it's weird it's like this film is a weird balancing act of both the human element and the and the um the robots um and sometimes the human element can drag on for too long especially in the the first act so it's hard to grab your attention but after that first act is over uh the film picks up its pace and it gets more exciting and exciting and the ending is feeling pretty satisfying and pretty shocking too surprisingly um but yeah i i, I this movie is good excellent excellent Devin, so I've seen all the Transformers movies as a kid. I loved Transformers, would watch the cartoons all the time. You know, I I probably when the Michael Bay, the first two Michael Bay movies came out. I probably watched those repeatedly as comfort movies because I just liked big robots smashing things, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I thought that first one Transformers. Awesome. I think it's great, great Transformers movie. You know, minus the Megan Fox stuff, but uh, yeah, the great. first two are are still they still hold up for me. Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. They're great. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, first of all, as a '90s kid, I love this movie. is set in 1994. It's a great opening. The soundtrack is fucking awesome. If you were here at the beginning of the show or watching our recorded. Uh, review here and you 
you hear the music in the beginning. That those songs are from the soundtrack straight up. You got Wu Tang, LL Cool J, Nas, um, fucking the list goes on, right? Um, it definitely kept the pace of the movie going too, and it was definitely catered to the scenes of the movie uh, quite a bit. Um, now, uh, we we got you know kind of that typical like fan you know small family single mother hardship going on um there's a mysterious illness with um with the younger brother um they don't have enough money and um noah the elder brother also the main protagonist of this movie um is trying to find ways to make money to take care of his family and so there's a series of events that happen that end up to him uh, crossing paths with an Autobot um, known as Mirage, which it shows in the trailers and everything. Um, and then it, it just kind of kind of rolls from there. Uh, we get we get a pretty good action sequence um, when everything meets up uh, is at first I was wondering if it was going to be like, you know, extremely typical. But, uh, you know, it it. It felt good to see some robots smashing robots again, you know. Like I, I, I had some fun with it, right? Little little twelve year old Mead was all about it. Uh, now, the movie is definitely centered around like, hey, we got to go do this before someone else goes and do this, and then we can get this thing. So then that person can't have the thing, and then we can do have this thing to do this thing. And then there was like the little weird subplot throughout the movie too, like, hey, I'm gonna do this instead, but I'm 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 working towards this, but I'm gonna do this instead. And that subplot, when it got to that point, it was like, I'm gonna do this. And then they're like, No, you're not. And he's like, All right. And there was like no repercussions to that at all. Um, which was like kind of like felt like it didn't need to like I understood the reasoning behind that little subplot but it had no weight and no repercussions to it at all when the point when it when it happened which was a little disappointing in the, in the writing sense um the um uh, the movie goes to some fun places too you get to see some cool sceneries uh some dope settings um the uh the relationship between the two human um protagonists it i didn't really feel a lot of chemistry but between them at all honestly um it there the dialogue between them was just like yeah we got to do this i know it's hard uh but i really feel like we should do this though and it seemed like that was the conversation like six or seven times throughout the movie um, which was a little bit of a letdown there. Um, but overall, uh, there's a good cast in this movie. The design of, um, you know, the Maximals and the Transformers and the Terracons were all there. Um, the action sequence in the last act was actually really great, especially the uh, the, the big battle right at the end. You know, when Optimus is like, oh, I'm going to use my sword now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Like mm -hmm. that, that like there's some some times where you're like, you know, Optimus is like big daddy general. And then you're like, oh, he is actually kind of hard. You know, like he's 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 a hard, hard one. Um, 
But overall, I, I enjoyed my time watching this movie. Uh, the reveal at the end of the movie was a big surprise to me. It Honestly, it was probably the most hype moment of the movie, if I'll be honest, because it was like, whoa, what? <laughs> but yeah. uh, other than that, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed my time with the movie. It's it's not the best Transformers movie in by any means. Um, I am looking forward to see what they do next. Uh, this movie is a direct sequel to Bumblebee, which was the last iteration of Transformers that they did come out with. And we do know that they are doing two more movies as well. So I am looking forward to seeing the next iteration and seeing where they go from here. Excellent. 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 Yeah. On, there's, there's, I have such mixed feelings uh, about this movie personally um i i am very much in the same boat um as devin grew up watching all of the transformers um like i grew up like watching reruns of the original 80s cartoon um then grew up watching the 90s iteration straight into like you know watching beast wars which i have such good good memories of i owned all so many of the freaking toys man Mm -hmm. uh and i love transformers um Despite the fact that, like, it's it's definitely, like, the longer you look at it as a franchise, like, it's lore is all sorts of convoluted. And it's a cartoon at the end of the day, and it's got mm-hmm. cartoon energy about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's one of those things that makes it really hard to transition into these live-action iterations, um, where it, it's sometimes, like, they do really, really great with some things, um, and uh, it falls short in some other places. Um, like, I've, I've mentioned a couple of times, I really, really enjoyed Michael Bay's first two iterations. I love Transformers. I love Revenge of the Fallen. Um, Dark of the Moon could uh, suck my pee-pee. Um, <laughs> but I just... This does so many things better than Michael Bay's film and also departs from them in ways um, that they've kind of continued to do since they did with Bumblebee. Um, some things I do enjoy, some things that I don't. It's the Transformers franchise, as far as like films go, is in a really, really strange place. Um, because the Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg ones, the first three were these massive mega budget films um, that had like these much different, super hyper realistic looking Transformers um, that were meant to fit into this very realistic looking set pieces that traveled you guys, all the viewers all over the world, um, which did happen in those first three trains. Like they were huge, huge, huge in scale. Um, and as they've like with Age of Extinction, like it it jumped, it got a little bit smaller with the Mark Wahlberg with Age of Extinction in the last night. Right. And then it, we jumped to we queue Bumblebee in 2017 and it gets a little bit smaller in scope. Still, we've started to change the design direction of the Transformers at this point. We're starting to get away from that hyper realistic look and getting more in line with some of those cartoonier designs that we may be more familiar from the franchise's origination. Um which a lot of people are going to like, a lot of people are going to dislike. I think it's there's, there's a lot of give and take here with this film Um, because you're either going to love it because they're doing changes based off of what they've done so far, or you're going to hate it because they're doing changes of what they did originally. Um, And I feel like I'm kind of riding the line with it at the moment. And I don't really know how I feel Um, because like I said, this does have, this film has kind of a meandering first act, um, in my opinion, and the human element, they they try to recapture 
the same sort of essence and story beginning that they did with Shia LaBeouf's Transformer, um, and they just kind of missed the mark. Um, I felt like they did Elena's character just a massive disservice. Um, she was a side character that got no growth uh, and was basically just there as a vehicle to serve as like a relationship companion and a confidant for um, Anthony Ramos's Noah, who kind of who kind of gives you this air of like a, a Puerto Rican Shia LaBeouf, like in his in his energy and acting right with like a military background. That's kind of what they give you, right? But a night with the '90s version, um, and that hits. I actually think they did a pretty mm. good job with that. Um, and 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 from from Noah's standpoint, but um, I dang, I was really disappointed with Elena just being some sort of like intern that has all this knowledge, but like they didn't really present her in a cool light um, mm. very often in this film, uh, which I thought was kind of a shame. Um, it, because it also I, I felt like that really impacted their character dynamic. And I would very much agree with Devin that they didn't have a super strong um, chemistry. Like chem, no, yeah, they didn't have super strong chemistry, uh, those two actors. Um, but once you get past that first act, the film really, really does start to pick up uh, and it gets you back on track with that same energy they give you in that quick little prologue. Um from the introduction of Mirage onward, I was on board with this film. Um, I didn't know that Pete Davidson was Mirage. I cannot stand Pete Davidson. I fucking loved Mirage in this movie. And I, I, even learning that it was Pete Davidson after the fact did not downplay that at all for me. I thought he did a really good job. I thought he had the right energy for the character and mm -hmm. he really kind of played into that cartoon energy. And I actually felt it did really well in here and mm -hmm. uh, in this setting and with the designs that we got for this iteration of Transformers. Um, I still hate Bumblebee's design from the 2018, 2017 iteration, uh, but I did like uh, Devin, I did see your hand. Give me just one second. Uh, I did like what they did with all of uh, with all the other Transformers and bringing them in line with Bumblebee's new design. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought everybody else looked really, really good. Um, I just wish that I feel like Bumblebee just needs to be shaped up a little bit. Devin, you had some, you have a question? Uh, just to add on to like Mirage and on your uh, design con conversation here, uh, I really liked the flow of mirage and like him being the like kind of transformers to human confidant in this one and just like his whole like bro man dude like mentality it actually like yes. fit and it didn't have like a disgusting like taros you know testosterone like feel to it either you know yes uh, like yeah dude absolutely mm -hmm. because like in previous transformers like especially with like all the transformers were like these big manly men right like mm -hmm. not a lot of the comp like they were like very military-esque design transformers and their personality reflected that too mm -hmm. um and we really only got that with optimus in this mm -hmm. one optimus was the soldier um and he carried that burden but i loved that yeah that mirage played that middleman like mm -hmm. as as an autobot who is like well if i'm gonna be stuck here on earth I'm going to embrace it and starts to really like enjoy human culture and learns about their pop culture and is able to converse with Noah out of the gate, um, which was like a connection that we were uh, kind of missing a little bit with Bumblebee, right? Because of his, mm -hmm. his inability to communicate traditionally. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but Mirage did a really, really good job. Um, and then, you know, you, about 20, 30 minutes later, cue like all of the Maximals being introduced. Um, and I was super invested at this point. Uh, the plot is very typical. It's a Transformers plot. It feels very, very cartoony. Uh, it really does. Like nothing about this film except for the ending is going to be a surprise. Um like it's just like they are going to to gather the thing, the object that is going to save or destroy the world, right? Mm -hmm. It's got universe-ending capabilities or repercussions if they don't get to it. Uh, you you know, like they're like, oh, end of Act One happens. They're like, oh no, the enemies are in possession of the thing, and they're like, twist, they don't have all of the thing, right? Mm -hmm. they, like the, we split the thing in two that we have to go find the other hidden piece, right? You saw it coming a mile away. Um, not very original there, um, which is okay because it's Transformers in like the target demographic is going to be like 12 to 14 year olds that don't need a super deep plot. Mm -hmm. They're there to watch big robots beat the fucking shit out of each other. Uh, and from mm -hmm. the second act on, you get a whole hell of a lot of that, which is great because I thought the action pieces in this film were just downright amazing. Some mm -hmm. of my favorite action set pieces uh, in Transformers. Uh, I really like the fact that they just doubled down um on on that is like they the the cartoony design was to their benefit because they were able to do cooler shit in combat because they weren't weighted down by realism yeah um on 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 that cartoony shit the moment where uh primal was smashing the one with the with the the giant spike ball and then Optimus oh, was yeah, like, the "Oh, very that was, moment." The, and then Optimus was like, "That was mine." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. It, it had some lighthearted moments, right? Like yeah. it, it, this film tries to break away from the overly serious Michael Bay films mm -hmm. and lean into the lighthearted cartoonedness that was the original Transformers. Mm -hmm. And honestly, some of the original Transformers voice acting is some of the goofiest shit you will ever hear in your life. Oh, yeah. Some of those dialogue lines are downright cringy. Um, and they kind of paid homage to that by making it funny instead of cringy, but, but like giving it just enough of that out of placeness that you're just like, that was a weird thing to happen to be saying in the middle of this giant world ending fight but it does good here because it's transformers right like mm -hmm. it's 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 all about context and in context of transformers i thought it was doing a good thing um i will say i was downright disappointed that i didn't get to see any predacons um, they are they were um and I know we're going to get two more films for this. They've already confirmed that. And we will surely get Predacons in the future. But jumping straight to Terracons was, I was just like, dang, man, that's kind of like, that's jumping straight to the end game, right? Because Unicron's a big bad. Um, and we just took out Scourge, which was like his main big guy, right? Like, that's who we were fighting this film. Like, that's like, who we were like, you know, and like, dang. So, like, where do we go to from here? I, I, since we are getting two more movies, I wouldn't be surprised if the Predacons are going to be the main antagonist in the next movie. And I think we see the return of Megatron in the third. Because th this these are essentially prequel, like a reboot prequel, right? Yes, um, right, yeah. So, like, and, the, the, the Transformers, like, reset with Bumblebee, essentially. Yeah. Like, they're trying something new. And now we've got this, which takes place in between Bumblebee and the Shia LaBeouf films. Yep, yep. And I... I'm wondering if they're going to retcon the Shiloh LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg stuff and um, try and do another trilogy after the mm -hmm. 
the they they finish off the Unicron stuff, but and it's crazy that they're doing Unicron as the main big bad right now, because Unicron is like the he's Galactus. He's the Thanos. big like he's the guy. Yeah, he he is Galactus. He is the Transformers version of Galactus one hundred percent. He is the world eater, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. You know, I'm I'm not going to spoil it all what the big reveal at the end is. Just know that there is going to be other movies outside of these Transformers movies most more than likely that are going to have yeah. some weight into this. Mm-hmm. And I'm really really glad that you kind of brought that up because that that's going to move me on to like my next point. Mm-hmm. Um that I just as a viewer and a, as an enjoyer of Transformers, it just kind of put this film in a weird spot for me. Because I don't know where I should be at as a member of the audience with this film's canon. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I should be even factoring in the Shia LaBeouf films because Steven Spielberg and Michael Bay are still on the bill. So like they're still involved with Transformers and they were, you know, and they they were the ones who did that original storyline. So are like I, I'm curious. Like, are they going to do a retcon, or are or or does this lead up to the Shia LaBeouf films and like what that means? And I'm curious to see like what other Transformers we're going to see in place of that, right? Because there are Transformers in the original trilogy that die. Uh, there are Transformers in Age of Extinction and Last Night that die. Um, and so, like, but they that's way 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 in the future. So it. It, it, I'm curious as to how that will handle how they'll handle character stakes, um, because some Transformers are just going to be by nature off limits because they exist in those other films in such a heavy mm-hmm. capacity. And so I want to know how they're going to appropriately incorporate all those other popular Transformers, because the original trilogy features many, many, many of the Transformers that people know and love, like the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um like Starscream, Megatron, you know, uh, like Drift, like all of those, like the really, really, really popular uh, Transformers. Um, and I'm curious to see, like, if they bring them back, are they going to try to get those original voice actors? What are their designs going to look like? Do the Transformers in the future films look more futuristic because it's the future? Are the designs of this one simpler? Like, I don't know where my head should be at as a viewer and where the canon of Transformers is. That's the weirdest thing for me right now. Like, I yeah. got, like in trying, like, I, I really wanted to enjoy this film in, in its entirety, but I had a hard time understanding the stakes because I know that those other films exist in a future, but I don't know if that's this timeline's future or not. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm left in a funny place uh, watching this film. But all in all, I really wanted to enjoy it. And I did. I did have fun with this movie. Uh, like, I literally, I was audible when he was just like, Maximals maximize. I was just like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was so stoked um, because that was a really hype moment for me. I wish, though, that we would have gotten more screen time um, for the Maximals. And I know that the Autobots are still the mainstay, but like if this is Rise of the Beast, I really want to see more of them. Yeah. Like 
and I, and maybe they'll be more they'll have more screen time in the next two films um but with certain people may or may not returning uh and you know other maximals that were just definitely not introduced lots of maximals not introduced um mm. We could see like a massive increase of rosters, but it could be shifting in an interesting way. We could see way less Autobots uh, and we could see way more Maximals and just that fewer close cast of uh, Mirage, Bumblebee and Optimus on the Autobot side. Right. So we might see some interesting shifts there. The franchise is in an interesting place. I think they're trying to do a lot of fun things with these movies, and I can see the fun that they're trying to imbue in them. Uh, they're they just haven't found it yet, in my opinion. They're just not quite there. Uh, I enjoyed this movie, but there was just so much about it that left me confused as an enjoyer of Transformers that I was just like, okay, I need I see what you're doing, but I need to see more, and I need some clarification on what these characters' futures really really are gonna be especially with that massive twist at the end like yeah is noah coming yeah. back to transformers or is something else happening i need to know uh like i'm just left in a little bit of turbulence uh from a viewer's standpoint i i just read something from the producer of one of the producers of the movie and again i'm not revealing what we had um revealed to us but he did say that those characters are actually going to just be in the next transformers movie mm -hmm. okay good i would yeah. be curious to see what they do with that yeah um so that's really exciting right because mm -hmm. that means we might getting we might be getting some really really fun collaborations that could reinvigorate the size and scope of this franchise to bigger both right? it'll franchises re, it'll, both franchises and reinvigorate yeah. them to better things mm -hmm. uh that the, that they've been that they haven't been in the past mm -hmm. um i will say that like you're going to see a lot of odd discrepancies with with reviews with this film um mm -hmm. From a critic standpoint, I can understand a lot of its criticisms. Um, but for who this film was marketed to, and the and its targeted audience, I think it honestly it does a really good job, and more often than not, hits the nail on the head. Uh, just as that adult viewer who has viewed all of these other films. I'm left in a funny place with where this franchise's future is going to be, and what its stakes and scope are also going to be. Um, with that being said, uh, Ernell wasn't able to join us today, but he did do a write-in review. So I would like to read um, his review real quick. And then uh, I think, uh, and then we can move into maybe a couple of questions and then uh, we'll wrap up from there. So, God damn, Ernell, why'd you have to write so much? Um, he went really in-depth on this one. Yeah, he really he did. He had, to say. I, wrote, I wrote two... <laughs> I wrote two paragraphs, three paragraphs from my across the spider, which is a way better movie. Too. Uh, but he, yeah, so he's got a lot of thoughts, but I mean, I also get it. I, I literally just went 15 minutes on this shit mm -hmm. because I'm so into transformers. Uh, but this is what Ernell has to say about transformers rise of the beast. Uh, Stephen Caples jr. Finally gets a chance to show us his chops and big budget title. And he does, uh, does so with a lot more grace than most of us assume, but let's start with the shit stains on the robotic underwear. 
The film follows Anthony Ramos's Noah trying to take care of his family after what the movie insinuates is some kind of dishonorable discharge from the military and is now struggling to find work because of such. His brother Chris is sick with some mysterious illness. Oh, it's not mysterious, by the way. He has sickle cell anemia. Um, uh, Yeah, I will clarify that. Um, uh, His mom is working a lot and none of them have enough money to get by because, you know, the usual poor family story. Like I said, this plot's not very original. Uh, Noah decided that crime will be the only way to get enough money to pay for his brother's unusual case of carpal tunnel. Again, sickle cell anemia. Uh, He meets with a bunch. uh, He meets. He meets a bunch of cars that turn into robots run into a uh, Dominique fish, fish black uh, being fish obsessed bag. with fish, fish, yeah. fish bag. Oh, fish box. Sorry. Fish box. So I apologize for that. Yes. Fish box being obsessed with ancient artifacts, blah, blah, blah. None of it fucking worked. Uh, you, we've reiterated this. Uh, there's been seven of these candy ass movies now, and none of these writers have figured it out. We don't want these dog shit human stories in Transformers movies. Anthony Ramos being the best human protagonist in the Transformers big screen format isn't enough to make us give a shit about the human race any more or less than we do in real life, which honestly, we didn't really in the first place. Uh, we have Peter Cullen, Pete Davidson, Ron Perlman, Michelle Yeoh, Peter Dinklage, Coleman Domingo, and more playing giant robot uh, playing giant robot battles, and they decided not to make them the sole focus of the story. But I digress. For a movie called Rise of the Beasts, there's sure very little beasts in this damn movie. Optimus Primal and Air Razor are fucking awesome, but not quite as awesome enough to make it up for the other two characters to say one line or less the entire film. However, uh, even though my childhood was insulted for being an hour and a half uh, for about an hour and a half in this movie, we've got pretty much what we would have expected out of a modern Transformers installment with all of the cool shit that was in Bumblebee. We have robots searching for the thing and they've got to find the thing before anyone else finds the thing and they have find the thing. But guess what? They're going to fight him until the thing is ours. Not an original plot. We were really like, it really is like it's point A to point B to point C. Um, A lot of MacGuffins. A lot of MacGuffins, except this time we have animal shaped robots in a ridiculous over the top uh, in the final 20 minutes of this shindig. That's going to keep you howling like a dog in heat. That final act really did pay out this film in the best way. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of these couple huge gripes, this movie is definitely writing uh, much higher than earlier titles, especially the ones with the guy who punches Asian people. And to be completely honest, if you're expecting anything more than that from a Transformers universe, you're only fooling yourself. Very few things in this world are as cool as robots kicking the absolute piss out of each other in a volcano crater sitting below a skyscraper towering, opening a portal to a massive sentient robot ship that wants to destroy the entire planet you're standing on. And that's more than my little boy heart and this little big body could ever ask for. Even though uh, every time these robot heroes are on screen, it's awesome. We've been invested in these assholes for almost a decade now. And with the huge plot twist at the end of it all, can I really be any more excited for this IP? The soundtrack does an incredible, jo- incredible job uh, at telling us what timeline we're in. The visuals are much cleaner than the car crash, pe- uh, the car crash pieces we were given in the first films. And Peter Culling returning as Optimus Prime hits like a glass of ice cold water on a hot day. 
there's some great stuff here in which I wasn't uh, wasn't tinfoil wrapped in gorilla shit. <laughs> so those are uh, those are Ernell's thoughts on the film. I just have a couple of questions before we tie off here uh, and give our official rating and whether or not you guys should check this film out right away. Um, and I just kind of wanted to ask you guys, I've, I've obviously voiced like my confusion for the like for the future of this franchise and what it's going to mean. Um, I kind of want to start with you, DJ, as someone who's only mm -hmm. really seen like those films and hasn't really been invested in the cartoon side and the other portions of like, you know, Transformers, you know, media that we've gotten since the uh, the 80s. Do mm -hmm. you see do you see these next two films raising the stakes in a meaningful way and actually propelling this franchise forward? Or do you think we're just going to see two more flops? I I want to be optimistic about these next two films because I feel like all the gripes we have this, with this movie is them playing it incredibly safe with this franchise. And I think that is because that they know they know it's a reboot, like a soft reboot, uh, especially with the twist at the end. I think they're really going to fall into that. I think both franchises are going to experience some type of remodeling and re uh, reinstating uh, what's canon. Um and I'm excited for that. And I think if they're going to play into that more, I think th this film being like kind of the, the jumping off point uh, is really nice. And I think these next two, if with how the movie's doing right now and like kind of the split reception, uh, hopefully they have more confidence into, into putting a lot higher stakes in these next two films. Um because I'm genuinely interested in, in, in where this is going to go. And hopefully, um, if these – I know uh, Devin said that we'll see these franchises collide in this next film. But I'm hoping that they split off and we have that, that human element that we were talking about in these films reserved for that side of the franchise. And mm. we'll move towards more – robots in transformers which is what people want so i think if this is the reboot then this kind of establishes the two lines and they're parallel at the moment but when they split we'll have basically like we'll, we'll everyone will get what they want right everyone will eventually get what they want so i i'm, I'm optimistic in that fact excellent excellent yeah i think i think that's not uh it's not you're not too far off to have like those sorts of thoughts uh i definitely see like especially like if they if they brought in um if they brought in like the the stories in a meaningful way i think one thing that i i definitely would like to see in like from that perspective too is like right if we're gonna see these universes and these franchises collide i'm gonna need to see a much better use of of your runtime in the next film mm -hmm. like i like yeah. i just need i need a little i need more meteor character development more meaningful dialogue and if you're gonna actually like either abandon the human element or 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 double down on it in such a way that i actually am going to be invested in care of these characters um and i think with what they introduced at the end 
they could that that could really broaden up the character development from the human side right so yeah. uh i think uh, yeah i definitely think like as long as they can keep the parallel strong and then keep them stronger when they split we could see mm -hmm. some really cool stuff Devin, what do you think uh you know um <laughs> morbid actually already stole my joke as we've been talking about you know i am optimistic primal about the future <laughs> of, of of the this franchise honestly um i i i am actually looking forward to the collab i'm looking forward to the next movie um i felt like this this uh movie uh, so Bumblebee ran with it, right? Bumblebee is notoriously rated as one of the best Transformers movies that's come out because the story was cohesive, everything. And this is mm -hmm. a sequel introducing, you know, the uh, Maximals colliding with the Transformers, although the Maximals didn't get as much screen time as they should have for this movie, um, although they were very cool. Um, I, I, I think this movie walked so the trilogy can run at the end, hopefully. I'm hoping this is a, um, a a trilogy that ascends moving forward, um, and uh, I I think I think there there could be a a really good place for this, especially in um, a world where it seems like almost every franchise is colliding with another franchise or making massive you know comic book universes. Now I I I think this can exist very well, especially with this honestly being based on comics and cartoons in the first place right um i i just like dj said i hope we do get a split and uh we can keep that human element aside to that other franchise for the most part and honestly whether it's this trilogy or whatever they move on to after this i need me a goddamn war for cybertron movie man i need that Dude. Give, give me a, a yes. prequel or give me an ending to this this saga you know that's what totally i want that. in in the end run and that i hope that that's what we build to eventually because peter cullen only has so many more damn years on this earth and i need to see him like i need as much finish this, this in the fight yeah. i need to see him finish this fight you know what i'm saying so um you know knock on wood because that guy is a fucking treasure but um, I, I, uh, I, I think there is a good place for these franchises moving forward. I think the technology is there for it, especially. I mean, the technology was already there with Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg. You know, um, that uh, that that scene of oh, oh, my God, it wasn't what was it? Starscream, the helicopter or was that uh, in the Starscream first... was the jet. I can't remember the. The helicopter one, that scene, yeah, where he the, like where they they fuck up the military base, yeah, where he he you know transforms right there and just fucks up the whole base. That that scene lives yeah. rent free in my mind because that 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 scene right there like holds the weight. It's like, why are humans You're trying like, to fight back in the first place, dog? Like exactly, you know. Um, I mean, we do it because we we have to, or else what's you know what's the point? Regardless, <laughs> but um, I I'm excited to see what the crossover brings because we we know the antagonistic forces of that ip and we know that the decepticons play a part with those too within those mm -hmm. crossovers so i think there's some really interesting stuffs and i think i think that is going to give the human element more meaning within these movies moving forward you know the 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 two antagonistic forces being at play there um, think of it as like two battles being fought at the same time, you know. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, war on multiple fronts, if you will. Exactly. As long as they can make the storylines meaningful, I think uh, I think yeah. I, I'm in agreement with you guys. I mm-hmm. just wish I wasn't left in like it was. It, I just wish I wasn't left in like such joy and also like disarray at the end of that film. Yeah. I was just like, but what does it all mean? Yeah, and, I uh, have an idea. I have an idea, and I and and what I would like to see after the second installment is maybe like. Each one has a movie labeled under each franchise that holds weight leading up to a, a finality to all of it. Like I said, give me my war for Cybertron. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I got one more question for you guys. Like, obviously, we know, like we've talked about it multiple times, like this film's getting two more. Like, it's at the very least we're getting uh, a trilogy uh, of fran- of Transformer movies again. Uh, in the form of hopefully Maximals fighting Maximals and Autobots and Terracons, hopefully some Predacons getting mixed in there and ultimately Decepticons, right? Fighting Unicron and maybe even uh, hopefully like wishful thinking, getting us to getting us to see Cybertron uh, for the first time. Cause you know, that was really the, this was, this film was kind of the first time we actually saw the space travel portion of it. Just saying. Um, And one thing I'm real curious about is uh, who do you guys think might appear in future in the future films? Uh, like, like who do you who do you think we will get to see as far as like Autobots, Decepticons, Predacons, and who will make an appearance in like the next couple of movies as far as the robots are concerned? I think uh, I'm just gonna jump on this DJ just because I, I know a lot about this stuff. I think we're going to get our Predacons in the next installment. I don't think you do a movie called Rise of the Beasts and then introduce the Maximals without having that be the trajectory, right? And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they sprinkled some Decepticons within that too. But I think that Decepticons are going to hold a lot more weight in the third installment and wherever they go from there, personally. Yeah. Okay. Do you think? Do you think anybody like who are you hoping for? Like out of the Predacons, oh, right? Dude, like, do I, you have? Let me let me have, get like, the anybody names. You'd like to you know, pull I, them up? There's yeah, so yeah. many. Like, I definitely wouldn't be like. No offense, there. I literally have a list in front of me right now. But like, I was just thinking about it, man. I love the Predacon icons so much. Like, they have like that. They they look like because isn't like I'm pretty sure uh, the main guy is like a freaking dragon. He's not even like a dinosaur or an, like an animal um let's see let's see i want to see waspinator because dude waspinator yeah yes yeah um i also need to see what the hell was his name dude skybite Um, skybite dude yeah the pterodactyl (laughs) yep yep skybite um skybite who was the uh he's a crab oh is that you know what my favorite uh predacon was actually it was quick strike the snake Oh yeah, with the cobra Who's, arm. What the hell is his name? Um, the crab. Uh, that's not Spitor, is it? No, I like. I remember specific. I had like a toy of him, even crab predacon. What was his name? Razor Claw. Razor Claw. I want to see Razor Claw, dude. I also had the squ- Scorpionock, which I they did Scorpionock dirty. In Rise of the Beast, they just had all the scorpions. Remember? Was that supposed to be him? It, I, it felt like it, right? Because they just had all oh, the scorpions. Oh, I sincerely hope not. 
No, but I would love to see a Razor Claw. I had a toy of him, and he was like mm-hmm. one of my favorite toys. Uh, I just thought I had like a really, really cool transformation, and he had like this awesome Ooh. like red and blue color palette. You know what would be a really good antagonistic force is mm. the Black Arachnia, the spider one. Dude, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, mm. And like Megatron just was a Predacon, right? Like there was just a Predacon version of him. Yeah, well, mm. Optimus Primal. So they, they did it a little differently. I don't know if you noticed that Optimus Prime was originally Optimus Primal. Primal, right? right. Yeah, yeah, because in, then, because in Beast Wars, they like reset and their appearances change because of reasons. Yep, yep. So um, so I think they're, they'll they'll do some something similar or they might just use pterosaur do you think uh do you think we get dinobots back in this storyline well that's what we need from the predacons right it's it's like yeah i guess the predacons really they don't have like they like they have like dinosaurs animals a fucking dragon Mm -hmm. yeah uh, so we yeah, kind of got I, dinosaurs and was Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction, but it was like two of them, and they like didn't even transform, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. So I, I think, I think they will. Um, they, they'll. I think they have to. You can't introduce the Maximals and not do it. You know, especially because yeah, those, be those were the silly. those were the forces that battled each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think we'll see. What what if we see Megatron as the T-Rex leading the Predacons and then instead of Megatron dying at the end, you know, what if he just rises up his Decepticons, you know? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think there's definitely some cool stuff that like the that that this franchise could kind of push forward to the future. Uh I really think the most, like, I guess it'll be what the timeline for the sequels will look like and when those will be mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, but let's wrap this bad boy up. I think we've pretty much said everything we need to say about Transformers mm-hmm. Rise of the Beast. Uh, Devin, why don't you start us off? Uh, should everybody see this? And what is your rating? This, in my opinion, is not a movie that everybody needs to see. This is a movie, if you are a fan of Transformers, if you are interested in seeing, you know, bombastic big robots fighting each other, then this is a fun theatrical experience because this movie gets its highlight uh, with the special effects and the battles that they have made. Um, I would say this movie, I really wanted to give this movie a seven. I really, really, really wanted to, but I think I'm going to have to settle with the 6.5. The more I think about the relationships between the characters, the um, underlying, uh, I wouldn't say misuse of the Maximals, but the under usage of them for a movie titled Mm -hmm. Rise of the Beasts. And um, yeah, uh, what, what saved this movie, honestly, was that final act of, of it and the soundtrack. And actually, I really liked Noah too. Noah, Noah was was a good. But the, I, I really liked, really, really liked Noah too. And he actually got he got him he got a cooler moment than Shia ever got. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> like straight up, he has the best role that any uh, human based character in Transformers has had. Yeah, because he actually got to have a real impactful role. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ, should everybody see this in your rating? Um. Uh... 
I'm gonna agree with Devin that not everyone should really see this. I think if um you've been burned out on Transformers, don't go see it because it's just the same thing. But it is the best of the worst in that case, right? It it, it is it is is the best of the Transformers so films so far. It's I think, like number three out of the out of all of them. Yeah, yeah besides the original two, the fir- the first two. Mm-hmm. first two to three i'd say this is the best we've gotten since then mm-hmm. um but i i i can't lie that and say that i didn't have fun because i had a ton of fun watching this film uh even in the theater people were laughing like it's very humorous it's taken uh a more uh light-hearted approach um a cartoonish approach and it's it works in its favor and 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 the way this movie sets everything up, I think, um, like the first act was slow, and I get it; it, it kind of dragged on, and I, I even felt it. But I think what this movie is trying to set up, I, if I'm assuming that what I'm saying is is what I'm thinking about is correct, um, I think this is a, this is a great film. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Damn, okay. GJ coming in here saying he loves that shit, and I respect that. Everybody's got to have their stance. Uh, and oh, before I give my quick little thoughts, uh, I will just let you, everybody know that uh, Ernell gave that bad boy a six out of ten uh, himself. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't let us know. Uh, well, he did. He did let us know whether or not you guys should see this in theaters. He doesn't think you should. He thinks you should wait based off of that review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, and then my own personal thoughts. Um, if you enjoy Transformers movies, if you enjoy just those big robots punching the shit out of each other in cool action set pieces, go check this out. Um, this does a really good job just kind of like kind of reforging the Transformers franchise in a ridiculously safe way. Um, if you're not about Transformers specifically, I mean, Transformers specifically, Wait till this comes to a streaming platform. Um, there's just a lot that's really, really safe about this movie. I had a lot of fun with it, um, but a lot of it really, really came down to that third act saving uh, most of the movie for me because I found the first act, I was just like, as soon as that prologue ended, I was just like, where are the fucking robots? Um and I, I felt like I had to wait too long f- to get the robots back, mm-hmm. uh, in my personal opinion. Um, I will say I did have quite a bit of fun. I really, really liked the action set pieces, and uh, I had a couple of hype moments. But there was just so much that was done a little sloppily on the writing part that just weighed some of the fun down for me that I think I am ultimately going to end up giving this one really damn i'm i think i'm with devin i wanted to give it a seven but i really think this one is also just walking so that the the future ones can run and i'm also going to give it a six five all right i i think uh with that being said with ernell six me and garrick 6.5s and uh puts it at a six five well no dj had a dj had a an eight I think yeah, that would but put average it, uh, that put us at a six. A, oh no, that gives it a seven. Excuse yep, me. Yep, I was gonna say that that puts us yep, at I a forgot, seven. We, I forgot to round up. Yep, because yep. we don't wait. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, yeah, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts gets official seven, right? So it's a decent mm-hmm. film. It's it's pretty good. Uh, go check it out at your own discretion. So, uh, 
yeah, that's what we think about it. Spoiler free. Definitely stick around to the end of the movie. Like, don't walk out because there's some weird shit that happens at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there yeah. is a mid credit scene. It'll roll credits for about a minute, and then you will get a uh, a nice little reveal that will. Yeah, yeah. Just a mid credit. So don't leave early on that one. It'll and I just want to say too, in a fun way. The the average user score is six point five to seven for this movie, so I think we hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah when you're kind of yeah when you're when you're it's definitely not the '90s that some of the audience are giving it. Like that's definitely super generous, uh, but it's not it's not the fours and fives that uh, some of the critics are uh, leading you to believe that it is. This is this is a decent film. Um, so let's get into our, our our schedule for the rest of the week. I know you're thinking, what the fuck? What do you mean the rest of the week? You guys are normally done. Uh, we have one more piece of content for you guys this week that is tomorrow at 10 a.m pacific time we are doing a live reaction to the capstone content of the summer game fest which is the xbox showcase tomorrow we are going to be doing a live action that'll be me dj devin ernell we're all going to be here and oh, well, Xander. Xander be joining oh, yep. so all five of us are coming back again to react for you guys for that xbox showcase oh. uh that'll be another about 90 minute one we're thinking uh so tune in at, uh, with us at 10 a.m tomorrow devin also we are going to be reacting to the starfield event that starts directly after the xbox yes. reveal so stick around so we're going to be hanging out for that and that will be uh yeah because that'll be like a it's like a, it's gonna be like a half hour showcase right um that, like that so the the main event is estimated 90 minutes maybe yeah. up okay. to two hours depending on how much they do have to talk about and okay. i think the starfield showcase is going to be anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes Okay, yeah, and probably I would expect it to probably run on the shorter end rather than the longer. Yeah. So stick around for uh, so we'll be doing that tomorrow. Uh, it'll be live here on our Twitch channel. Uh, if you guys want to know when we're going live for that, if you guys don't want to keep up on the Twitch, join our Discord. We post uh, whenever we go live uh, here on the channel, so you guys don't have to watch Twitch twenty four hours a day. So. Next week, though, we have our regular scheduled content. We've got Tuesday. We've got another episode of GK Pod happening. We are doing our most anticipated games of 2023 coming off of Summer Game Fest and the Xbox Showcase. That'll be at 7 p.m. West Coast, Best Coast time. The Shipwreck Show returns next Thursday, also at 7 p.m. West Coast, Best Coast time. Uh, we already discussed it a little bit. We've got that weird content. No content next Friday. No splash damage. We're going to see the flash so that on Saturday, at 12 p.m. West Coast time, we can do a spoiler-free review for you all. So that is uh, what we have heading on into the next week for you guys. So as soon as you guys, once you guys check out uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast, let us know in the comments down below. Let us know what you guys think of Rise of the Beast. Do you guys think it was as amazing as some of the people are saying? Do you think we were uh, a little lenient on it and that it was shit? Let us know. Uh, we aren't, we're individuals and we all just have our own opinions. Y'all can have your own too. Uh, but this has been the Good Cracker Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game podcast media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear every Tuesday at 7 and Saturday at 12 p.m. Right here at twitch.tv forward slash Good Show. If you enjoyed this show, you can hear, uh, you can head over to our Discord channel that I just mentioned, where you can submit questions and topics to that show, get that exclusive post-show content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across that digital sea. Yeah. You can also support us by going over to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel and searching Good Kraken with an exclamation point. 
and leaving us a review there. But until next time, y'all, enter the Hasbroverse. Yes, indeed. Yarg. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys.